Good evening, everybody. This is the dog display. <laughs> so I always give everybody something, something. What's up, everybody? This is the ish that we talk. We are live yep. in the building. Um, we're doing a Saturday show as we normally do. We're a little bit late, but this is what we do. Yeah. You know, we we on color people time. We take lefts. We do whatever we do. This is a black show, y'all. This is also a black show that we do on our own. It is no people telling us what we need to do when we need to do it. We do it when we need to do it. You feel me? Yeah. That is us. We are the boss. <laughs> Applesauce. You know what I'm saying? We run this. This right. we, we the bosses. Boss of our boss. Right. My break rocks. <laughs> 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 but I thank y'all all for being a part of this. Uh, let's get the pleasantries out of the way. You can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and now, it's been a couple of months now, but now you can officially catch us on Twitch. On my Twitch of viewers that are watching us, thank you. You know, um, before I, I just thought Twitch was for gamers. And now I found out it's a bunch of stuff on Twitch. It really shouldn't be on Twitch, but we'll talk about that on the next rip. Ooh. This is the ish that we talk. How y'all wow. doing? I am the host with the most, um, the uh, black smoking, joint toting, bad mf that you see in front of you, Crimson's daddy, Lele. I am with. The co-host with the most. Without her, again, this would not happen. Why do I say it? Because it is definitely facts. She pushes the bells and whistles of this building that we have called the History Talk. If it wasn't for her, this would never happen. So give it up for our co-host, Lindsay. Hello. Thanks. Again, we have a silent partner in the back. Right. <laughs> Give it up for cousin Ashley. Hey. <laughs> and again, this is the issue we talk. So back to business. Uh, Lindsay, how's your health? How's your wealth? How are you doing these days? I'm well. How about yourself? I can't complain. Uh, getting it done. Getting it moving. You know. Everything is a process, and I am taking this marathon like I'm supposed to do. Shout out to Nipsey. Right, right. That's what's up. Good to hear, good to hear. So, <laughs> so um, first off, I want to get a shout out, because you know it's graduation um, holiday, I guess. Well, would it be called graduation holiday? Graduation oh, well, season. Graduation weekend. Season, season, season. Season. Yeah. So it's graduation season. Um, my goddaughter graduated yesterday. So shout out to her. Shout out to Jaya. Um, shout and, out to Jaya. Yeah, and then um, my nephew Carlos. He graduates Monday. So shout out to him as well. Shout out to Carlos. Um. So yeah. Shout out to everybody that's graduation on uh grad graduating. Excuse me. Um, on this lovely uh event of graduations. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've, I, now that I look at the kids graduating, two things come to my head. Um, one is, dang, I'm 
getting old as a motherfucker because um, my graduation was well over 20 years ago. Yeah. On top of that, I've realized something in, 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 in my life, which is probably disturbing to some viewers, but um, real to others. I've realized I'm at the age of my life where I can fuck the mama or the daughter. And I'm not in the R. Kelly phase of anything in life. I'm not on the R. Kelly phase of anything in life. I promise you. And, you know what I'm saying? When I was single, you have to be over 25 or I'm not talking to you. That's just what it was. That's just always what it will be. But I'm not everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I realized, like, damn, I'm at the age where uh, uh, Matthew McConaughey, when he was like, that's why I love high school girls. <laughs> they stay the same age and I get old. Like, that's some crazy shit. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That is a left. I did not know that we were going to say it. Hey, you know, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do it for the people. Everybody knows who Lily is at this point. Lily um, is the dude that 100% is going to talk shit because um, I ain't got no reason to lie to y'all. <laughs> like, that's just the truth. Yeah. 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 Definitely doing that. <laughs> that is funny, though. But... Yeah, no, um, no, I I would never be at that age. <laughs> not going to hold you. I would never be that age. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. So. That nigga 2 Chain said it best, old enough to fuck your mama, old enough to fuck your daughter. That is some crazy shit. <laughs> Didn't I know that 2 Chain said that? Oh, geez, Louise. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I don't know where to go. Like, you got me at a loss. Uh, yeah, what can you do with that? Here we go. Yeah. Here we go, people. This is the real life. This is real life shit. No conspiracy. This is what happened. Hey, hey I got nothing. Whose mama is like forty-two and your daddy is sixty-eight. Yeah, he was living my life. Then I'm telling you, could happen. Wow, like, I, I got nothing. I got nothing. Oh, jeez. Alright. So, you ready to start the show? <laughs> let's start the show. Alright. Let's start the show. So, let's see. The first topic that we have, um, Trump. 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 So, we are talking about Trump again. Um, Couple things happened with Trump um, over this past week. One, he was found liable um, in a civil suit that he has with um, a, a lady. I forgot her name, but she's a writer, and um, she said that in the nineties, Trump sexually assaulted her. So um, the statute <laughs> and, and Trump says. Trump yeah, says, no, I don't know that hoe. attracted to me, and we went to a, a, a fucking, uh, what, a dressing room, and I fucked the shit out of him. That's basically what he said. I thought he said, I don't know her. He kept saying he don't know her, and then he broke it down to, hey, um, we met I, I, uh, her husband before. I don't know if she was married with uh, married that uh, then, or 
not married, but you know, I met her. She was very attracted to me. I was very attracted to her. We were talking, we were flirting. Some way, somehow, we ended up somewhere in a space where it was locked. Matter of fact, she made sure that this space could lock. And she told and she told me we have a space we can go to. Like he broke it down, basically saying, Hey man, I went somewhere and fucked the dog shit out this lady. Oh, and now man. she's talking about you know, um, did I say she was a harasser? No, I didn't know her. No, I didn't know her before I met her. But when I met her, she let me fuck. That is what he said. True. And now, almost 30 years later, it's right. Exactly. Well. I'm, I, I'm, as much as I... As much as I don't want to say anything or, or don't want to act like I'm Team Trump or anything because I'm not Team Trump, um, one thing we have to understand about a nigga like Trump, um, sexual conquest he's never going to lie about. Did he lie about Stormy Daniels? Nah. He, he, he said he didn't know her again. He said he didn't know her. And then when it came out, yeah, he said he knew her. Well, that's lying. You know what I'm saying? Like they, he's gonna try to deny it until it comes out, and then when it comes out, hey, it is what it is. Trump's one of them people where even when he's lying, he's telling you a little bit truth. He's he's telling you a little bit of truth before he spreads you with a whole thing of lies. Hmm. Hey, you know. As I say that though, as I say that though, I will say this: Trump is a scumbag. So that he is. Um, what he believes was a great sexual encounter could definitely be sexual assault. Mm. Yeah. So about that. Okay. So he. Okay. So they could not have um, charged him criminally because of the statute, but um, she sued him, and she won. Um, of course he's gonna appeal, but. I read this on Twitter, so let me um, put that disclaimer out there. I don't know how true this is, because I read it on Twitter. But from my understanding, because I think it was like three things that um, she was suing for, and she won two out of the three. Um, one of the, the one that she didn't win was the rape allegation. And from what they're saying it online is that it's because she couldn't tell if it was a finger or a penis. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> so because she couldn't decipher or she couldn't confirm what penetrated her, she didn't win that third allegation. Oh you said my what? God. <laughs> oh my God. So, oh. It was like a sexual assault occurred, but my thing is is that finger or penis, it's it's I mean it's unwanted sexual contact, so why does it matter if it was a penis? So <laughs> This is what gets me. Okay. Um, I was watching a little bit of the town hall, and then I was watching certain people's responses. 
And uh, that was one of the things I seen in the town hall. And I'm like, so you mean to tell me, Trump, you broke it down like, you know, we had this this chemistry as soon as we seen each other and we went somewhere and, and basically I fucked the dog shit out of And you lose a rape case. <laughs> you lose a rape case. Because this bitch didn't know if you used your dick or your thumb. Oh, oh my God. Listen, American people. This, this can never be from an African warrior. Okay? okay? No? Not the Wakanda way. You will know when I get in there. If I'm in there, it is Wakanda forever. <laughs> Once you go black, you never go back. Oh, this is tribal law. Mm. What the fuck? <laughs> That's what I understand. Um, and I saw I saw a couple of people say that in their tweets, but like I said, I gave the disclaimer. Matter of fact, <clears throat> we're gonna go on ahead and do this. There we put go. that disclaimer up. Yeah. <laughs> this is just merely just jokes, people. Right. Just, just us talking shit. The, the the fucking name of the show. Right. Listen, we're just talking shit. Right. Don't come for Fuck. us. I don't have time. I don't have no money. I'm like Tasha K. I ain't got it. So don't try to come for it. But on Twitter, that's what they're saying. What the fuck? <laughs> it was like, not he lost because she couldn't tell. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so that was what, Tuesday? And then Wednesday, he had the town hall with CNN. Um, he lied from beginning to end. He was very rude. The people were cheering him on. You know, a typical um, Trump town hall is what occurred. But it happened on CNN. And um, a lot of people are coming down on CNN for it. Um, I feel like the um, the lady that um, orated, I feel like she did a good job. I mean, it, but unfortunately, it's Trump. Trump is going to get out of um, or just flat out not answer the question, but he's going to get out of not telling you the truth, you know, um, she did try her hardest to like, you know, hold him to answering as much as she could, then she got called nasty in the crowd, you know, laughed and clapped, but I mean, it's Trump, so I mean, he he has not changed in a couple of years that he has not been in politics. He has not changed at all. Um, it's just, it's one of those things where, um, I think this was. Uh, I, I hate to be the conspiracy theorist of anything, but you know, um, you know, he was on CNN. CNN has always been like his biggest hater, mm-hmm. but. Trump is Trump. Um, Trump knew, knows who uh, whose hands to wash, mm-hmm. and uh, that audience was for him on a uh, stage 
that that dislikes him. So he one he had the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, for two, um, that lady did do a great job. The thing is, um, as far as journalism, she's very young at it. She's very mm-hmm. young at uh, journalism. They kind of like um, she came in to CNN like real fast. So um, I'm not downplaying this lady or nothing. I'm not saying um, she didn't slip her way to the top or any of this extra. She's just good at what she does as being a young journalist. But at the same time, Trump knew that, and Trump been playing with journalists since the fucking seventies. True. So he knew he knew that um, he could eat her alive. Yeah. Because she was young. Yeah. So um, no, she did a phenomenal job for what she tried to um, tried to bring out. It was just uh, Trump. You know, Trump has some snakes in the building that uh, made that shit for him. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean she she did good not um taking what he was saying personally, you know, cuz I probably would have stepped out of my journalist hat for a second, especially when he called her nasty. Like who the fuck are you talking to like <laughs> But that's the thing. That's but, how you know she's a young journalist when it comes to that. Yeah, and I'm because sure she that she prepped to- for it too, you know, cuz that's that's to be expected dealing with Trump, you know? So the fact that we have been knowing that about him for years, you can't really take it personally. Cause that's what he's going to do. He's going to, he's going to stay on brand if nothing else. Yeah. And see, that's the thing with her being a young journalist. Like I said, I'm not saying that she's young per se, but being a young journalist on that type of platform, um, uh, the reason why she held her tongue is because she didn't know what to say intelligent, intelligently back to him. Like now, had that had been a number, uh, another seasoned veteran, and they would have called him nasty, or uh, Trump would have called them nasty, they would have turned around and been like, "Ain't it nasty for you to uh, do this and do that?" Or yeah. have a said, you know, it's one of those things. Is you have to understand with Trump, you have to play tennis. It has to be a back and forth, back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you, you're you right about that. Because if it was a more seasoned um, journalist or whatnot, they definitely would have been going back and forth with him. Because some of them seasoned journalists, they, they Yeah, you, you can't there. let that audience take over. Um, yeah. she's, she's just inexperienced with somebody of that caliber. And she uh, fully let the audience take over. Mm-hmm. Once she started hearing the crowd, she started only because a young, this, this is what a young journalist does. This is what anybody does when they're young, when you're a rookie at it. You think because you hear the crowd that the crowd is for you. And so you let this man speak because you think, oh, I, I'm having a fantastic interview. And then fast forward, you go home and motherfuckers say, this nigga ate you alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, given the person that she was on stage, which I think she did a good job. So yeah, she did a phenomenal yeah. job. She, yeah, um, it shouldn't be because I heard I seen a lot of black uh, backlash on Twitter about her. Uh, yeah, on her, they were uh, they were shooting her down. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Ronald. Uh, uh, Ronald uh, or Roland? Uh, Roland, Roland Martin. Uh, Roland shot him down. Uh, shot her down terribly. Roland Martin? 
Yeah, Roland Martin. Wow, what did he say? I watched that earlier today. Um, Roland Martin said that girl. I'm uh, well, I can't call her a girl. That's a grown woman. Um, she uh, he said that grown woman out there like. She was just like a newborn baby. Like, this was fucking JV against goddamn Super Bowl champion Chiefs. Mm. Oh, wow. Okay. And I was like, damn. I'm like, don't be so hard on her. Because it wouldn't, it, you know, I understand how um, how this government works. And yeah, um, that shit was set up to make her fail. But let's not fall victim uh, to that. Like, let, let's not, like, typecast her, like, you know, She's been there with Trump. Nah, she was doing her best journalism. Mm-hmm. It was just, you know, one of those situations where it was too much for her to chew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. Um, But, you know, shout out to her because that, that was a, um, that was a I great mean, opportunity. She didn't have the balls to do that and then come back at him. She wasn't, she wasn't, um, uh, agreeing with anything he said, she was she was combating. So right. shouts out to her for even doing that. Right, right. You no know, shit. Everybody, you can't win every uh, every motherfucking fight. No, no, you cannot. You cannot. But um, but yeah, yeah. So it's official. Trump is running for re-election. Um, yeah, it's some bullshit. It's official, like a ref with a whistle. Yeah, yeah, it's some bullshit. I keep telling y'all, I keep telling y'all, I know a lot of people be looking at me crazy, like, what the fuck are you talking about? We seen at the town hall, if uh, y'all could uh, go to YouTube and look up clips, all that, you seen at the town hall, you you hear that crowd? That crowd is just a fraction of what um, the American people are really on when it comes to Trump, Trump has a, a real deep ass following. If you do not think <clears throat> that nigga will get reelected, y'all crazy. Only way he will not get reelected is if y'all actually really pay attention from the gutter, from the jump, from where you stay, from what your state is, to voting for presidents. Mm-hmm. If, if y'all ain't paying attention to that, he is going to roll over easily. Yeah. Yeah. And. We can't have that happen. That'd be some straight up bullshit if that motherfucker get reelected. This man has been found liable of sexual assault. He has been impeached twice. He has lawsuits out the ass, criminal charges pending. Like, <coughs> <coughs> like, why is he running? You're about to go to jail, my dude. Like, focus on that. Focus on not dropping soap. Hey man, this is this to speak to my people, and you know, um, you know we can't sugar, we ain't got a sugarcoat nothing. You know, Lindsay, we grew we 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 grew up with the uh, with the ragamuffin. You know, we grew up with the ones that count out. I'm talking to the ones that count out. Um, mm-hmm. Listen, this nigga is y'all freaky ass uncle. To stay in your daddy basement and you want and, and you don't understand why um <coughs> this nigga's like 50 and got a 20 year old girl pregnant this is the guy that's running for president like this nigga is immature yeah he's got a little bit of sense because of age and so he's able to like scam his way to getting what he wants mm-hmm. 
this is this our um, looking at. I'm not saying that some things that uh, Trump says uh, doesn't make sense. Yeah, but you know what? A, a, a broken clock is right two times a day. That don't mean the goddamn clock ain't broken. Facts. <clears throat> Facts. So let's let's pay attention to what's going on. We cannot reelect this guy. No. We we just can't. No, we can't. We can't. We. Huh. What are you gonna do if they do? Uh, I'm gonna do what I've been doing. Um, my whole goal is to make enough money to uh to go overseas. Uh, America is going to hell in a handbasket. I um, uh, Lord willing, I have enough money to by the time my my child is uh maybe middle school or high school age, um, we could uh we could be in a different country. She could uh she or he could learn a different language, um, and prosper outside of this place. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great idea, because I definitely was thinking about dual citizenship. Yeah. Because this is some bullshit. Like, what the fuck, dog? <laughs> like, seriously, what the fuck? <laughs> but, uh... Um, we can't... This is the thing, um, I've been thinking about lately just because, um, of the situation I've been going through. Um, us as American people, man, we, um... The majority of American people that are in our that demographic, we don't have any say-so about anything. So let's have some say-so about things by also having land and property somewhere else. And then when we come in here, we actually try to give change because we know what it's like to be somewhere else and how pos- prosperous we can be. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I can't agree with that. I can't agree with that. And you know, I've been, for the past couple of months, been looking at a bunch of pictures of Africa. Africa is one beautiful place, and it's, and it's very modern. Contrary to what they want you to believe, it's extremely modern. So, yeah. Only thing about, because I've been watching Africa too, but the only thing about Africa is um, that I've been paying attention to, and uh, um, our viewers, I implore y'all to pay attention to that too, is China is really taking over the governments of Africa. Um, mm. When I say governments, it is several governments that Africa has taken fully. Uh, I mean, uh, China has taken full control of. Mm. So um, pay attention to that um, when you're trying to f- find somewhere to stay for real, because you're going to end up being in another dictatorship. Mm. The beautiful thing about Africa is what what uh, the world don't tell you is um, they act like on, on you know the maps that Africa is is small. Africa is big enough to fit the USA in that motherfucker damn near 20 times. Um, you could definitely go there, but just know where you're going. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Do your research. Most definitely do your research. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, that's Trump. Um, who would think that we would be talking about Trump and then it turns into Africa, but that's what we do here. Because that's a left. Yep. <laughs> that was a good left, y'all. Yeah, right. So, um, next up <clears throat> is Mr. Jamie Foxx. Um, Mr. Eric Bishop. Eric Bishop. So, he's been sick 
ill for basically the past month. Um, we have been hearing so many reports. I don't know what to believe at this point. Um, so I would just say this, um, let's just continue to keep him lifted in prayer and just focus on the positive side, um, which was for the general public, his talent. You know, he had, he held multiple talents. He was the master at several talents. So what we're going to do is um, just do a, a top five of the most memorable moments to us. So would you like to go first or you want me to? Yes. Okay. I can go first. Okay. Um. I'll go first. Um, before I uh, even uh, go there, I want to say, uh, again, uh, piggybacking off Lindsay, um, prayers for you, Jamie. I hope whatever's going on with you, um, you're having a full recovery of it. You know, we've been uh, getting false news. We've been getting uh, fake news, real news, whatever. We Nobody really knows. But, um, what I want to tell you is um, my flowers is just my words and I'm going to give you the flowers um, before anything ever happens to you. You are an amazing talent. I love that um, I actually got to grow up on you. Um, with that being said, my top five. Number one would be Wanda. Um, Wanda in Living Color Wanda uh, big lips, cocked eyes, you know, just, I'm one of the ugliest people that you can ever see with, uh, with so much confidence. Um, gotta <laughs> give it to that. Um, <laughs> cause we all see that in reality. So, you know, it's a real thing. Um, number two, number two would be when my my man sung uh, in his comedy special, Mary Mary, um, I thought that shit was so amazing when that nigga grabbed the piano on a comedy show, you know, and said, Mary Mary, quite contrary, how does your garden grow? I thought that shit was amazing. Yeah. That was always the truth. Um, number three, Number three is on the Jamie Foxx show um, when him and I'm forgetting the lady's name. I didn't even take the time to look it up. That's how much I was just focused on Jamie. Um, but uh, when he was at the uh, the little advertising company and he had to sing off with his co-worker, uh, I knew that, shit, that shit was not only a, a comedy gold when he did the <laughs> that shit was wise but <laughs> that shit was funny as hell, and then that was like he was showing his musical uh, talent. That was that was that was real dope. Mm-hmm. Um, after that is Ray. Mm-hmm. Um, this man embodied a whole individual. He took um, Ray happened to die before uh, before he could see the movie, and I do believe that. Um, no, he saw the movie. 
He saw the movie. He saw the movie? He, yeah, he died before it came out in the theaters. Okay. He, he okay. saw the movie. Um, I do believe that uh, at the time that uh, Jamie was uh, making that, um, he embodied uh, Ray's whole soul. I think that was one of the uh, realest autobiographies you, uh, we could ever be a part of. Yeah. Yeah. It was like um, he was born to play that part. Yeah. It was it was yeah, that was an amazing uh role that he played. Yeah. Um, he played amazing roles on uh in a lot of things, but that was that's one of the things that stuck out. Yeah. Um Yeah, so of course Ray, you know, I think that would go on anybody's list is Ray. Um Yeah, this is what I found out recently about Ray. The director didn't know that he could play the piano. So he was going to have somebody dub um, for the close-up of the piano and stuff like that. And when he told Jamie that, Jamie was like, I'm a classical trained pianist. <laughs> and he was and like, he oh, is. okay. <laughs> and he is. Right. I, I, I haven't even, I ain't even stepped forward. That's, a couple of that is my honorable mentions. I still got one more. Yeah, oh, my bad. Nah, you I thought good. you did follow my bad. No, my last one, my fifth one, is going to be um, <laughs> any given Sunday. Uh, one, because um, he said this classic line that I use to this day when he was talking to his girl and he told his girl, he said, you got all that book smarts and you just plumbed up. I have used this very <laughs> phrase um, since he has said it because I've, I've in, in relationships and, and being with uh, women I've been involved with, when they do stupid ass shit, I tell them the same fucking thing. <laughs> you got all this book smarts and you just fucking plumbed them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> secondly, I'll be in that given Sunday is the fact that him and LL Cool J had a fucking fight. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> making a goddamn movie. Because in Jamie's words, you know, LL, LL is a superstar and, and like, you know, he took offense to uh, to a lot of them uh, them football players. They were like um, saying his muscles was fake. And so he <laughs> so he was like, he was already in his bag of being mad anyway. And like, you know. He was he was trying to take it out on Jamie, kind of. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. I can see. I mean, I, you know, Jamie cracking jokes with the football players. I can see him like I can see LL taking it out on a couple of the football players plus Jamie. But Jamie was the only one to tell him like, nigga, you gotta stop touching me like that. But we gonna fight for real. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure he was knocking the shit out them football players, and they wouldn't saying the goddamn thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was the such a good Jamie movie. Said the fact that Jamie said something and actually mentioned where these niggas was actually fight, this nigga LL fucking rocked the shit out of Jamie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I, I know Jamie got the utmost respect for uh, LL Cool J, but I also know the reason why he got the utmost respect for LL Cool J is because it was one of them things where he probably stole on LL, LL came back and stole on him and cleared his shit. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sure. 
I'm sure he ate. I'm sure he ate whatever Jamie threw at him. I'm sure he ate it. Yeah. So that was one of the things. Like even uh, again, shout out to Jamie. Um, Jamie even said like. You know, when them football players was coming to him, like, yeah, you know, at 15, I was doing this and doing this and doing that. And, you know, uh, all this athletic shit. And that nigga LL said, yeah, that's you. At 15 years old, I was rocking out world tours, though. Like, you know, he was, he yeah. was letting them know, like, nigga, me and you are not the same. Right, at all. At all. We may right. be in this movie together, but we are not the same. Yeah, we are not. And it's not the same. I'm, we not the same, like, I'm saying I'm soft. I grew up in Queens, nigga. Ain't nothing south about me. Mm-hmm. I just was doing more shit than you was doing at 50. At 15, nigga, your mama was buying you a dinner. At 15, I'm buying my mama steak and lobster. Right. What the fuck are you talking about? Right. Nigga, we legit we are not, are not the, same. the same. Right. <laughs> we legit are not the same. But yeah. <clears throat> What's your honorables? Uh, my honorable is. Uh, uh, Jamie's Unpredictable album. Okay. That's my honorable mention. Uh, mm-hmm. Unpredictable was such a monumental album. Uh, uh, not only for R&B, but to show people that you could actually be dual, dually vested in entertainment. Uh, my second honorable mention is t-shirts and panties. If a lot of people don't know, I'm going to let you know. When I was a young man, when I was a young man, it was a beautiful uh, singer by the name of Adina Howard. Uh, Adina Howard had this amazing song called T-shirts T-shirt and panties, which was co-wrote by Jamie motherfucking Fox. And he did all of the musical uh, arrangements. And he sung and, on it, too. And this motherfucking song is amazing. He to this day, that's an amazing song. Not even, you can even, you can take out the lyrics and just the musical arrangement is a beautiful, it's a beautiful fucking song. Yeah, it takes you to church. With my teacher yeah. and my nanny, I made you really Fun fact. I never liked that song. What? Never. What? Not one time. But they, people oh play it God. so much, I know it. You know, like, I'm one. I'm the one person in the room, like. Mm. But yeah, that's me. Ashley, Ashley huh? how dope was T-shirt and panties? How what? How dope was it? T-shirt and panties. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> she don't even know. She don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> she said T-shirt and panties. <laughs> Adina, Adina Howard and Jamie, Jamie Fox. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm in the wrong audience. 
need to get a Trump audience. <laughs> the wrong audience. That's fucked up. <laughs> that song was a fucking a right. banger. She know now. She like it, but no. No, never liked it. Right, he got better songs. She got better songs. He got better songs. Uh, That is true, but this was at a time where Jamie was coming off of uh, Is it uh, just infatuation? He was coming off of uh, In Living Color and then his special that he had. Yeah, he was coming off of that. Yeah, in the foxhole. And he was making a buzz. He was making a buzz for himself because at that time he was having parties in L.A. for cheap. Um, a lot of people's been uh, uh been coming to the woodwork talking about him. Uh, Jamie Foxx used to throw amazing parties for the low for the dirt, like. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Like, um, it came out, the uh, the reason why I started is because he went to, like, an extravagant party with Puff Daddy. Mm-hmm. And Puff Daddy was telling him he spent, like, you know, a couple of hundred racks for this shit. And so Jamie knew where he stood, and he said, man, I could do the same thing um, for, like, a fraction of that shit. Yeah. And Puffy didn't believe him. And he started doing those type of parties for, like, nothing, for, like, $1,200. <laughs> okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. He started really like, and that's that's when niggas got to know that. The reason why, that's one thing I would tell everybody in the world. This is the reason why me and Lindsay do what we do. This is the reason why uh, me and my brother have the Parker Brothers brand. Um, you gotta you gotta always hustle for things. Um, Jamie was in Hollywood, and Jamie's ultimate hustle to get everybody to know the talent that he had was to throw parties. Mm. Jamie cool. threw a lot of parties and started to meet a lot of different people. That's why um, nobody has ever came to him when he blasted out Professor Oval because that happened at one of his parties. Mm. So, you know, ain't nobody going to say it's a lie. It happened at Jamie's house. Wait, wait. Mm. Yeah. Well, all right. Okay, so... My top five, um, these are coming off the dome. I wanted I wanted to do something different this time around with the top five. Um, of course, five um these are not in any order. Let's say that. <laughs> but um Ray definitely um one for the reasons that we've already stated. Um Another one is um, the character that he played on the Jamie Foxx show, the um, the Ted Koppel character. Yeah, he's hilarious. Um, another one is Wanda, but more specifically, Wanda in the scene with um with Wanda and Tommy Davidson when Tommy Davidson was supposed to get the massage and he thought he was getting a um a beautiful masseuse and when he turned around and saw Wanda 
Oh, it was a rap. And then uh, Jamie was like manhandling Tommy Davidson and they was yeah. breaking character. That was so funny. Um another one is uh his singing. Of course, uh he got this song on Intuition that I've been playing since Intuition came out. It's uh with Marsha Ambrosius called uh Freaking You. Love that song. Um, and then my number one is <laughs> Jamie did, I want to say it was the roast of Shaq, where um, he was uh, the yeah, host. He killed that one guy. Right. He killed Doug Williams. <laughs> yeah, he this killed his career. And I am your conscience. Did you? Did I tell another whack joke? I should have known that that was not gonna go through. I need to wrap it up. Wrap it I up. am your conscience. Uh, if, I am that thing, Fox. You, I am your conscience. Right. I know I'm gonna say the same thing. Oh, let's make a little fat joke. Ha 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 ha. Uh. <laughs> if anybody. If anybody um has never heard of that, I will implore you to go to YouTube and put in Jamie Foxx destroys a career. It'll pop right up. And that is the funniest video you have ever seen. And it came off the dome. Like, it was not planned at all. Because who it, knew it, that it, that man was going to bomb? You know what I mean? This was the thing about it. It's like... This is why you love the um the incredible talent of Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx um was so competitive when he was young. He was like Jordan. Um everybody say things about Jordan and you know they talk about the greats that uh he played with and he played with a lot of greats. But let's keep it real. Um, Michael Jordan was destroying niggas who had no business even being in the game with him. And that was the same fucking uh, tactics that Jamie Foxx had when Doug Williams was up there. He realized this nigga has no reason to be in this caliber that I'm in. No. When you look at the people that were on that stage, Doug Williams should not have been there. Because we don't know Doug Williams outside of comic view. So, Doug Williams should not have been there at all. Like, I don't know who casted him to be there. And then he got up there and bombed terribly. Like, and we ain't never seen yeah, him since. Jamie actually saved him. Yeah, like, for real. Like, because he was not funny at all. And and I, I happen to actually enjoy Doug Williams. You know what I'm saying? When he would do his little couple minutes on Comic View or whatnot. But he was horrible. Like, and, and like I said, we haven't seen him since. Like, yeah. He's still, he's still working. Shout out to Doug Williams. He's still working. But I'm he will sure say, he is somewhere. Um, uh, he will say, if you catch any interview uh, right now, because um, they always bring that up, then he will say um, that, was, uh, that was his introduction into uh, knowing what he needed to do. So, uh so he and maybe Doug positive. Williams ain't for the uh, yeah. Maybe Doug Williams ain't for the limelight. Maybe Doug Williams needs to be one of the gatekeepers in comedy. Yeah, yeah, or like you a know? writer or something like that. 
Yeah, because he's still he's still working. Yeah, but that's good. Like, but it, it no, he he's never gonna be um a house excuse me a household name, and he probably was never gonna be a household name. Mm-hmm. Jamie just reminded him why he's never gonna be a household name. Right. 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 Because yeah. I mean, he was up there with some heavyweights, and he was he was bad, he was bad, and yeah. So anybody that anybody that don't know, I'm gonna say another mama joke. I might almost cuss the person out next to me. Oh, I'm doing a real bad job. <laughs> I should I should wrap it up. Right. <laughs> I am your pension. Like, that stuff was so hilarious. So, anybody that has not seen that, I would definitely, definitely recommend that you go to YouTube after you're watching us or listening to us and watch it. It's the best thing you've ever seen. That and um, when he um, did his his radio show um, in the foxhole and when him and Kevin Hart went back and forth, that one was good, too. So, that was that was real funny. Yeah, yeah, and both of them were funny. And this and this was when Kevin Hart was still on the come up, so he was hungry, and yeah, it's awesome. But yeah, so that that's um that's our top five for Jamie Fox. Um, moving on. <clears throat> uh, Beyonce. So Beyonce started the tour. In Stockholm, Sweden, and it looked great. It's um about three hours. She doesn't have any opening acts, and you practically can watch the whole thing on YouTube right now. So, um, but it didn't ruin it for me. I'm still going in September. Um, did you see any videos of it? <laughs> I've seen a couple uh, clips on Twitter. Yeah. Now, honestly speaking, I hope I don't lose the lease on my condo in the Beehive for this. But honestly speaking, when I first saw it, I was like, she's not dancing at 10. I don't know why. Maybe maybe she's preserving her energy because it is a three-hour set. But I was just like, she's not dancing at 10. So then I was on Twitter. Well, no, I was on Twitter. When I was watching the videos at first, so then I started I started reading people's tweets, and people were basically saying the same thing. So I was like, okay, it's not just me. So now it's like a big deal now. Um, now it was rumored that she had um, foot surgery right before she did the um, concert in Dubai. So um, there's certain things that like decisions that have been made and whatnot that makes it look like that is the truth. Only reason why I'm saying it's rumored is because nobody from her camp ever came out and confirmed that she did have surgery. Excuse me. But um if that is I mean if that is the truth then she did good to have just be coming off of surgery. Um but um yeah did you have any thoughts on the videos that you saw? I mean, the videos that I saw, I mean, um, it's just, 
I mean, it's Beyonce. It's, it's one of them things, I hate to say it like that, but it's like, what more do you expect from this lady? At, at, at some point, Beyonce should just come to the fucking stage in a chair and just sing songs and have people dance around her. It's fucking Beyonce. Yeah. It's like, um, she has already established herself for what she is. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows on this podcast, I would never sit here and tell y'all like I'm a super Beyonce, because um, I can't tell you something that's uh, that's a lie. Um, what I will say is, game breaking eyes game. I know what a motherfucker is, the be all do all, the big joker of the game. Beyonce is the big joker She's of the game. Definitely the big joker. At this point, um, what the fuck is anybody trying to criticize what she does? Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a whole lot of talk. You know. It was a whole lot of talk. But I'm not mad. Like when I tell you they spared no expense, like it looks amazing. Amazing. But um but I mean that's the elephant in the room when it came to it was that she wasn't dancing at ten. But We've gotten her dancing at ten for over twenty years, so yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's but that's what I don't understand at, at this whole point, man. You think Janet is going through like full routines on you niggas? Like, you gotta expect people to like. I didn't even say people grow old because you know, um, you still got motherfuckers like uh, Smokey still trying to twerk. What I'm saying, uh, motherfuckers uh, grow old. What I'm saying is. At one point, you got to just start listening and loving the music. Yeah, and she's she's pulling she's pulling way back, like back in the catalog. So, yeah, she's definitely giving you a show, and then she sings everything from Renaissance. So, I'm still excited. I can't wait. I was thinking about like, what am I gonna wear, and it's dead ass in September, but hey. Can never be too prepared, right? So that's um our Beyonce talk. So Shout out to the Beehive. Right. She honestly nothing disrespectful right, this time. Right. Now. <laughs> no, I'll be talking, but I ain't know. Right. Uh-uh. We ain't even know and I cause I'm not scared of y'all at all. Y'all see that by far. I'm not scared of y'all. What I'm saying is, nah, she don't need no criticism at this point. Y'all mm. proven, y'all have proven her fucking worth to the world. Yeah, straight up, straight up. So, um, next up is Janelle Monet. Um, <laughs> Janelle Monet. Um, shout out to her. Um, she's a KC Metro native. Um, she has been trending big time over the last couple of days and <laughs> that is because she released a song um called Lipstick Lover. The song is dope. Um but she's I mean she's talking about having a rendezvous with a woman in the song is basically what it's about. But she also um there was a performance that she did and she flashed her boobs. And so 
Show them good titties, them, them expensive titties. She <laughs> she paid for them titties to look good and natural. Yeah. You know, not too much. You know, they they're just right. So, um, yeah. She this video went ridiculously viral and people are legit acting like they never seen titties before. <laughs> so yeah. What are your thoughts? Um, I feel like uh, Janelle uh, Monet. Uh, first of all, I'm gonna say it uh, from just me being, you know, just the asshole that I am. I feel like I'm family adjacent to her because of uh, of certain parties that we know. So I'm family <laughs> adjacent. Um, because I'm family adjacent to you. I mean, I, I understand that, you know, you're living your life. You're actually at a point where you want to be free. A lot of people um, it's going to uh, try to shoot you down and say what you're doing is wrong um, because of your age. And I hate to say it like that, but they, they're going to be that kind of like, why she decided this age to do this. Listen, it don't matter what age you decide to um, actually free yourself. Fucking free yourself and actually be who you want to be. Yeah. Um, I respect um, what she's going through. Um, listen, she wants to have a lesbian rendezvous. Let her have a lesbian rendezvous. Let her have a fucking uh, lesbian anthem. Let her do what she needs to do in order for Janelle to feel like she is actually a whole person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna knock it. I'm not. And I'm I like not her either. I mean, you know, <laughs> keep it real. You know, I like her titties. Her titties are nice looking. Her, them, are, them are well paid um, titties. Those titties were taken care of when she realized, you know, as she got aged, um, them titties was looking a certain way. She made sure to take care of those titties. You can't be mad at that. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I. I saw the video initially, and I was like, oh, wow, okay. I didn't really think it was that big of a deal, but the internet made it a huge deal, and I'm like, oh, wow, okay, so this is this is a thing, so, yeah, it was so much of a thing, it, like, the last I saw, it was trending number two, Yeah. and I'm like, but they're just boobs. But they're boobs from Janelle Monet, like... Um, um, from what I know about Janelle Monet is, um, she was in a relationship with a guy for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I guess she never was able to um fully um express herself, and we seen that shit in her art. Um, certain videos she made. Um, Janelle Monet had a whole album where all she did was wear a suit, like yeah. you know, real shit, a whole ass suit. In every performance. Yeah, every time you saw her, she was in a different suit. Yeah, um, so... But, um, she was always... Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was the, the relationship she was in or just the life she was living. She was shackled. And I don't so think I the relationship the had anything to do with it. I'm, if, if the relationship didn't have nothing to do with it. Um, her mental uh, made her feel like she was shackled and she couldn't express herself like she wanted. I love... Um, that at the age that she is now, um, at the 
uh, point of her career that she, uh, that she is now and the fact that she is um, a beautiful uh, individual. Uh, that, that And that has nothing to do with her looks. That's just her in life. She's a beautiful individual. Yeah. So she can express herself the way she wants to express herself. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, I don't think nobody should uh, have a problem. Right. I agree. It, they should most definitely not have a problem with it. It's just, it's so funny to me that pe- the reaction of people, you know, that's what, that's what was shocking to me. It wasn't even... I wasn't even that shocked that she flashed the audience. I was more shocked at people's reaction to her flashing the audience. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So, yeah. Um, sorry, y'all. Y'all just seen uh, my, my girl, like, throw me completely out of the way. Um, <laughs> and she had the baby do it, too. So, it was like, two people pushed me out of the way. Like, move. Get out the way. Uh, but yeah, um, now nah, piggybacking off you, you're completely right. I didn't understand the outroar of that, but at the same time, I will say, like, you know, everybody was used to her being in suits. They didn't they didn't know, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't know how to react to certain people when they actually be them. Yeah, like, and you know, a lot of people kept throwing back to her being in the suits and whatnot, but she has been out of the suits for some years now. That's the killer part about it. But um she ain't flashed nobody. So yeah. Right. <laughs> so yeah. But I'm she's been I mean slowly surely coming into her own. Yeah. You know that's true. And that's the thing about how slowly surely coming uh coming into your own. Like when a, when you actually uh start getting that buzz that the world is paying attention to, the first thing they always do is backtrack. So they're just backtracking. Mm-hmm. Right. Right, and then people um, bringing up, I guess, how people are starting to get on the Janelle train. And they're like, some people are like, oh, y'all just now figuring out that she's fine. I've been knowing that since Tightrope. Okay. Good for you. I've been a fan fine. since Tightrope. Um, I happen yeah. to grow up in the city right at, uh, um, right a fucking highway drive right, ne- uh, right next to her fucking uh, city. Um, so... <laughs> Nigga, we all know Janelle been fine. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, but you know, you know. Janelle's a nice looking person. Yeah, yeah. So, but you know, hey, now, now y'all just now paying attention because now y'all see her fucking with bitches and then y'all like, oh shit, right, I right. Know she was down but like you know, that. but like, you know what's so funny is that I have noticed throughout the years when celebrities would talk about her or just celebrities talking they would and they would bring her up every man will always be like she's fine even back when she was wearing the suits she's fine you know what i mean yeah. so they've always they've always um acknowledged how beautiful she is but now she's showing the boobs and got her ass trending number two. <laughs> That's crazy. I just hope everybody show up when that album drop because these songs exactly. are pretty dope. You know what I'm saying? So, and that's what I was saying um, to uh, shout out to Bree, friend of the show. That's what I was saying to her yesterday. I was like, shoot, I already downloaded 
the album. So when it drops, it'll just download straight to my phone because I'm ready for it because them songs is dope. So, yeah. I'm like this. You just gotta, I, I, I mean, that's, that, that's, you know, huh. You know, internet niggas weird me out, but I understand the genre that I'm in and I understand I have to interact with uh, type of niggas. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah. yeah, don't just, don't trend her because, you know, she put her titties out. Right. You know. Right, and he said that he could be, that, that be something that, yeah, if you want to do that, that's, um, that's fine, If you know what I'm saying, because I know a lot of people piggyback off everybody else, and that's that's how everybody makes a living. Um, some people's hustle is watching everybody else hustle. So I'm not saying, um, you know, don't post her, because uh, you make money, she make money, let's make the world work. The thing is, like, also, like, the song is good. Download the album. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you know, that on the album. Don't don't make her just a um, a fucking trend for the moment. Like, like actually go through it. Like, um, especially in this new age that we're going through. Like, certain people are becoming uh, phenomenons. Mm-hmm. Like, let's do that for Janelle. Like, let's make her yeah. phenomenon. Like. You know, and I don't even like cans. You know? <laughs> you I, I know. feel like they just copy everything that Kansas City, Missouri do. Yeah. Um, so I don't like Kansas City cans. Yeah. But at the same time, man, man nah, um, she's basically from the Twin Cities. So, you know, I, I know what I'm saying. This fire album, make her, uh, make her relevant. For more than just her fucking titties, because she, um, uh, time is proven she makes phenomenal music. Right, right, right. Yeah, just don't let this uh viral moment go in vain. Definitely support her music when it come out. So when it come out in June. So yeah. So yeah. So that's Janelle Monae. So um, next up, I did have on the list, but. Just depends on you. Did you watch College Hill? I watched the first episode. Okay. So, what do you think about this cast? Okay, first off. Wait, okay, before we go there, let me let me pull it up. Let me act like I uh have a job to do. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so College Hill Celebrity Edition um, Season 2 is underway. Um, it is on BEC Plus. And this is the cast. Um, we have Jocelyn Hernandez, Amber Rose, Ray J, um, Parker McKenna Posey, Tiffany New York Pollard, Iman Schilbert, Quaylen Rogers, uh, Oh, Orion. Is that everybody? Is it? Seems like it's um, everybody. It seems like it's everybody. Yeah. Let me see. Images. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's, that's, that seems about right. Yeah. Hold on. Uh, yeah. Ray J, Amber Rose, Iman Schubert, Tiffany New York Pollard, 
Quaylen Rogers, Parker McKenna, Posey, um, Orion, and Jocelyn Hernandez. Yeah, that's everybody. So, um, yeah, they're at Alabama State University, I want to say, mm-hmm. and um, which is another HBCU, um, doing the same program as season one or whatnot. Um, and um, the same basis, they're staying in the house. They're getting a certificate at the end. Um, and, yeah, I think it's like 30 days that they're going to be there. Um, and, yeah, they downloaded the first two episodes to um, BET+. Plus. But, um, yeah, so you watch the first episode with everybody um, pretty much getting acclimated to one another. Um, what are your initial thoughts my initial thoughts is this is about to be a fucking shit show and I am here for every minute of it um I think the celebrity edition of things um the celebrity edition uh edition of College Hill Certain things that I don't like about it is, uh, for one, I will say this. Mm-hmm. You got a couple of people in this motherfucker who are not going to actually show people, because it's reality TV. Um, they're not a- actually going to show people that, like, you know, even in this 30 days, you do have to, like, work hard for certain certificates <clears throat> and, uh, and things that you, uh, that you're accomplishing. They, they, it's going to bring you a bunch of drama, a bunch of shit that, you know, the world like to see, a bunch of catty-ass shit from old people trying to act like teenagers. And the second thing is, <clears throat> you actually don't have people that's going to try to, like, actually, like, focus on the shit, but that shit is going to be, that, that shit ain't going to be uh, really put in the limelight. Because of the cast that they have, you know, they got they got a certain amount that they know is gonna bring drama, and then they got a certain amount that they know just is about business. Um, I think at one point, man, we almost need to be like Asia when it comes to like uh, certain things. We need to just show people that they need to do. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have to always have drama into it. Um, the thing about uh. uh Thing about Asia is uh, that uh, a lot of times they show us shit that uh, it's the bullshit about Asia, and then when you go there, they don't do nothing but stream the shit that motherfuckers can do, like um, learning how to uh, learning how to carve wood, learning how to do this, learning how to do that. Like um, we got to start doing the same thing, man. We got to start showing people actually what it is to like focus and get some things accomplished. Yeah, especially as a um, as black folks, I know um, BET is not owned by black people anymore, but all all us black folks with uh, with uh, ways of streaming, we need to start uh, showing each other how to take care of business because that shit ain't helping. Yeah, that celebrity edition of College Hill, um, that's not gonna show you um, if one of like stay focused and actually getting their certificate and whatever they're doing. It's just gonna show you a bunch of fucking drama. 
do you think it's going to show the drama because of the format or the people? One and two. Because of the format and because of the people that they brought in. These people only know drama. Like, that first episode was dumb. Y'all having a whole argument about uh, New York uh, saying that she needs a uh, she was needing therapy and she took a break off of life and she was gaining weight because she lost her daughter who happened to be her dog, her daughter. <laughs> and like Jocelyn like actually having a problem with that. Like, bitch, I thought you was talking about a human. Bop, 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 bop. All this all extra like, come on, man. You That's know what? Dumb. Y'all about <laughs> to go to college. You know what, though? I feel her on that, though. And I love New York. New York is an OG. I will never go against New York. But I was on Jocelyn's side. I would never go against New York, but I'm going against New York. I was on Jocelyn's side. Now, I probably wouldn't have been as harsh if I was put in that position. Um, I probably wouldn't have been like, man, give me my hug back. <laughs> yeah, we, would, we wouldn't have had words. I probably would have talked shit in my confessional. But we wouldn't have had words. But that's the thing. This is my whole point is we're not going to make it an issue. Yeah, right. That's not an issue we even need to discuss. Right, right. Because, you know, Iman had a conversation with Jocelyn and was basically like, I feel the same way too. Like, I got her daughter. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to be like consoling you or saying all that shit to you or whatever over a dog. But in the same breath, Iman, Iman knows how to um, conduct himself, you know? So, okay, your dog died. Sorry for your loss. And move on. I'm not going to have the same remorse that you have. Yeah. But whatever you're going through is what you're going through. So, okay, right. cool. Right, right, You know, just sorry for your loss and move on. But then on top of that, you telling us that you lost your dog in 21. It's 22. I'm just like, girl, all right. This is Listen, what this is what you can't tell nobody about. what they can feel and what they can't feel. Right, but I would feel so, some type of way. The way you feel, though, yeah. you're gonna keep it to yourself. Right. I and you're right. Like I would keep it to myself. If the shit come up, I'll probably walk out the room or try to change the subject or something like that. Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't even engage. Cause I'm not about to talk to you about no fucking dog. That's just what, what exactly. I'm not going to do. You know what I'm saying? But that's the best play. It's like, we don't make it a reason to, you know what I'm saying, to have any type of drama over it. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be that kind with you. You know, um, especially in that situation where if I was in a situation with how she explained it, once she broke it down to me, it was a dog, me and you ain't got no conversation. Because me and you can't talk about losing the dog. Right. We can't. Right. And I don't have no yeah. um I don't have no ill will about how you feel about things, but I'm not gonna because if I throw this on you, this is gonna be real heavy. Right, because that can be offensive. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm gonna yeah. stay away from that. Right. Because I don't want to. I don't want it to be a, a situation where I get upset and I get mad about how you feel about this motherfucking dog when I know. Um, I've actually been through something real life. Right. So I'm not going to, me and you ain't going to have that conversation. Now, if you continue, 
that's one thing I will say because that's what people do. They they always try to they they drop their hat and they feel like they have to express their opinion. No, we're not. Mm-hmm. We're not doing that. Right. And if you try to express your opinion on me, that's when I'm gonna give you the business. And I'm gonna give you the. I ain't gonna give you the business on camera. I'm gonna take you to the side and really talk to you. Right. We ain't really about to have this type of situation. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, and <clears throat> that's why I'm. That's why I'm like, yeah. I mean, I and I love Tiffany down. This is this is classic New York behavior, you know. But we're not we're not about to do that one. Yeah. I would have been Jocelyn. I just, I thought I would have had more tact with it, but I would have been Jocelyn. So. But again, that's what reality TV is. I yeah. think, uh, I told Jasmine a couple of weeks ago, I said, man, I just think they need to take a pause on reality TV, at least for a decade. No. Yeah, you you looking just like she was. No, no, we're not. But we're not. At least a decade. We need to stop having these people um, get on TV and act like this is the way, quote unquote, everybody is. Like, no, because it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the thing with Jocelyn is that she's so used to doing Jocelyn Cabaret that when you put her into a different setting with other heavyweights. She think that she can sun them, and it's like, nah, nah, bruh. Because that's what she's trying to do, is trying to sun them. Yeah. But that's that's short-lived. I'm not going to give up the second but episode. At the, but... at the same time, <clears throat> like, I will, I, um, like I said, I'm not, I'm not on, um, I'm not on New York's, uh, train, you know, whatever she feels is how she feels, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not on Jocelyn's train. How she feels is how she feels. Yeah. But I will say, um, I am Team Jocelyn. Um, when it comes to like, nigga, you're not gonna, you're not gonna keep talking to me about this shit. Right. Hey, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. But um, yeah. I don't wanna hear about that shit. If you tell me you gaining weight because of uh, a fucking dog you died, I right. will. I um, you don't wanna, you don't wanna hear how um. You know, certain things happen to me um, because of an actual fucking kid. So, like, yeah, me and you are not the same. Right. We got to stop talking. Right, right. I would, I would definitely take offense. And then she, I mean, and then you're throwing that out there to strangers, and you don't know their background. You know what I mean? Right. So you don't know. You don't. You're not even thinking about if that is offensive or not, because you don't know. You know, but. <clears throat> but that's that. Um, but I feel like these first two episodes are very solid. Um, it's gonna be a good season. The first season was good. I'm um, I'm thinking College Hill is gonna. This second season is gonna be bigger than the first one because it got some heavyweights on there. Don't excuse me. Don't get me wrong. They got some heavyweights on there. So you know, Ray J, Jocelyn, New York, them is some three right. heavyweights. You know. Yeah, they got royalty on it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so that's that. Um <clears throat> now next up, I have a little story to tell you. All right, so I have a um a former friend and 
me and her have a friend in common. Now, this friend in common had a birthday. <clears throat> I have been knowing this friend literally all of her life. She's like about two years younger than me. So I've been knowing her all her life. The other one, <clears throat> me and the mutual friend, we met her around the same time because we all worked together at one point. So the mutual friend had a birthday. She invited the other friend that she's only known for a few years. And I didn't get an invite at all. I found out because her mom, who I'm friends with on um, social media, put pictures up. And I saw them in the pictures together. So I'm like, oh, okay. So you extend an invite to her that you've only known for a few years. But for me that you've known for over 30, you don't say anything to me about it. Okay. So... Kind of felt some type of way, but I didn't say anything or whatnot. <clears throat> so, this was like over a month ago. Then, recently, she hits me up about something else. Um, I answered her about that. But then I told her, like, I got a bone to pick with you. Why? What'd I do? So, I tell her, so you extend this invite to her, but you don't even mention it to me? Oh, uh, well, I know y'all don't get along. Okay, so you chose her over me, is basically what you're saying. I said, the, I said the correct thing to do in a situation like this is you speak to both parties. Depending on how they answer, is if that will determine on if you extend an invite. Because, of course, you don't want your birthday to be ruined. And I was like, and I don't ruin events. I've been around other people that I want to actually put my hands on and I didn't ruin events. So I wouldn't have ruined your birthday because that ugly bitch was there. So yeah. So we had, we had a back and forth about it. You know, she, he, she apologized and then she was just like, I thought about it too. And I even asked her and she said that she wouldn't have had a problem. And I'm like, okay, so you asked her and you don't even say anything to me about nothing, about nothing. Like that just, I was just like, you chose. Like at the end of the day, you chose. So am I wrong for feeling the way that I feel about this situation? In my expert opinion, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm a, uh, I'm a hood therapist. Okay. And my expert opinion as a hood therapist, I say um, you're not wrong about it. Um, the issue with that is um, you are going through a situation where um, time has made your friend <clears throat> feel like um, you guys are distant. Um, it's one of those issues where um, in time, she was around this party more than she's been around you, even though the uh, the timeline, you have known her longer. 
But in her timeline, she has been around her recently more than she's been around you. So mm -hmm. she uh, <clears throat> talked to that person more than she talks to you. And with that issue, you um, it's one of those things where you, like I said, you have every right to feel that way. Excuse me. At the same time, you have every right to feel that way. You really have to uh, get into the understandings of if I'm only talking to this person maybe um, once or uh, once or twice every month, and this person is talking to her three, four times a week, yeah, they're gonna automatically feel like that's the person. You know what I'm saying? That they're gonna um, come to with that situation. The thing why I say she's completely wrong at is she's completely wrong at at least not coming to you and telling you. Like, because if we're still friends and I know um, that I need to, you know what I'm saying, at least send an invite to you, I'm going to do that regardless. Regardless of, you know, uh, your situations. I've, I've lived in this. I went through real trauma and shootouts with uh, niggas that I love. And I tell motherfuckers, hey, this nigga's going to be here. So if y'all going to have a problem, man, then we, it's just one of those things that you probably just don't want to show up. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those where she should have definitely uh, said something to you. But at the same time, I understand that she, uh, she gave that person more of a heads up because she talks to him every day. Well, I can give you that. Like, she talks to her more because she does her hair. Which, she does a good job on her hair, but that still ain't gonna change the fact that the fat, ugly bitch is ugly. But, yeah. Um, but I still feel like... Right. I still feel like... Um, I still feel like she was wrong and she should have extended the invite or at least had a conversation, you know, see where that's my head thing, that's was. That's what I said. She, yeah. she was definitely wrong at that. You right yeah. about that. She's wrong. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, like, I just feel like at the end, cause at the end of the day, she chose. And this is the crazy part about it is that <clears throat> she's well aware of what she did. You know what I mean? And what she did was foul as fuck, you know? Um, and I understand you don't want to get in the middle of it, but you kind of are in the middle of it. So, um, but yeah, and then you know, you know the person too. So, yeah. Mm. 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 But um, <laughs> mm. so yeah, um, I don't even want to. You know what? We'll talk yeah. after the show. Yeah, we'll talk after the show. But um, but yeah, so uh. I just wanted to throw that out there. Like, you think I'm wrong for feeling the way I do? But you said I'm not. I'm not wrong. So, no, nah, yeah. you're not wrong. I mean, and, um, if anybody listening, y'all not wrong for uh, having that opinion. That's the thing. If a person tells you they're your friend, like, that's the thing. Like, we got people that we talk to every now and again or every once in a blue moon or something like that. But if, if we're connected where we call each other friends, mm-hmm. That's a whole uh, bigger issue. That's why I don't like to call people friends. I, um, I, uh, if, if we start rocking real tough, man, I just call you family. 
Um, just because, in my mind, um, my family comes first. So I'm going to always fuck with you on that uh, way. It don't matter um, how distant we are or um, how far if you are in between um, life we go through. If I put you in that category of family, that's what you is. Everybody else is just an associate, somebody that I know in the street. I don't mm-hmm. even have friends because sometimes when you when you get in that level, sometimes that 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 mode can be jumped. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And you know, <clears throat> I knew her because um, we grew up in the church together. So that's like church family. You know what I mean? Like we grew up together. Our parents grew up together. Like we all like close as far as that is concerned you know but um yeah she thought it she thought it was appropriate and i mean i and i ain't here to tell you who you can and can't invite or whatnot but i do feel some type of way that i wasn't extended to invite so and you had that ugly ass bitch there but what else so i mean yeah what else the ugly ass bitch got it. You know what I'm saying? She came in. Um, the ugly ass bitch got it. You know what I'm saying? She got it in a in a, in a dress that matches. You know, <laughs> like, the ugly ass bitch got to do a lot of things. The thing is, when you see that ugly ass bitch get to doing that, and you don't get to do that, then you know where your shit is. Yeah. You know, you know, you know where you reside in that. Like, that's one thing I always tell people. I think I said this on this show before, but I'm gonna say it again. Um, sometimes we ain't gotta look for closure. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm. I, we already talked about that before. We talked about that last week. I don't I don't care about no fucking closure. Yeah, I ain't <laughs> saying you. Uh-oh. I'm saying in general, when you go through things like that, man, we ain't got to look for closure. We just, we see what it is, and then we back up from there. Like, mm-hmm. you got to let these people understand when they fucked up. You ain't got to keep on, like, that's that logic lecture type of uh, shit. Like, you always try to tell somebody where they fucked up. Nah, at, at one point, you ain't got to tell them when they fucked up. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody kids no more. Yep. Like if they don't realize if if they don't realize that shit off the uh, flip, then you don't need to fuck with them no more. Eventually, when they realize that, they gonna come back. I ain't never gonna close the door with a motherfucker I love, but I know how to love you from a distance. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. This is true. All right. Excuse me. So that's that. <clears throat> um. So next up. Is the fucked up song of the podcast. Yes, sir. And it comes to us from Jodeci, from their second album, Diary of a Mad Band. Um, it's the song, Cry For You. Are you going to read it? Oh, shit. Let me look it up. Yeah. Uh, you want me to text it to you? Uh, yeah, text it to me. Okay. Well, um, while she's taking it to me, um, uh, what I want to do, because I said I was going to do this, uh, shout out to G-Baby. Um, G-Baby, uh, last week, uh, commented on our, uh, podcast. G-Baby, uh, hit me up on, um, on, uh, my Facebook, actually called me, let me know that, um, he's watched every episode. He loves yeah. this show. Um, he wants us to keep it up. And um, when he was going through like bad times, he had had like tumors and um, uh, things. He he's just learning how to walk again. 
but he was letting it through all that he was going through. It uh, let me know that he kept on watching the show. Oh, that's awesome! That's awesome. Yeah. I well, want to give a uh, I want to give a real dope dope ass shout out to G Baby, who yeah. was actually um, my my job corps brother. Um, I went to job corps with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, never uh, uh, we connected, you know, uh, back and forth, but I never knew a lot of things that he was going through. So when he was telling me that, and he was telling me as he was going through all those things, he kept on making sure that he caught an episode. I really want to give a shout out to G Baby, man. Listen, you are the reason why um, we love doing what we're doing. Um, You're also an amazing and strong person. I love everything about you. I love that uh, you represent us as far as a person of color. And whatever we can do, Please let me know. Get back and let me know if there's anything that you need. Um, um, I know me and the the, uh, whole company of the Itch We Talk is is aware you and love you and and, and want to make sure that you're good. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And we appreciate you. Appreciate you. And Godspeed on your recovery. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we had another um, shout out as well <laughs> on Facebook from Marvin. Um, he uh, he's he's watched the live several times before, but he I guess he watched it on playback. Yeah, yeah, and um, shout us out in a post. So shout out to Marvin. Like you know him from Job Corps too, right? I um no, I <laughs> shout out to Marvin Shepard. Um, me and Marvin been knowing each other since we was probably like seven, eight years old. Oh, like, yeah? We got a long uh, friendship. Uh, we've been knowing each other since we was nothing. Oh, wow. Uh, me and Marvin grew up uh, as Jehovah Witnesses together. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah see, I know him from high school because he went to my school my freshman year. So. Yeah. Yeah, so shout out to Marvin. But um yeah, so the fucked up song of the podcast, take it away. All right, let's So, here's the intro. Without you, baby, I feel worthless. Living on the edge. Then that cool ass beat comes on. Almost feels like you're in a desert. Yeah. And then, boom. Here go the verse. It's been an hour since you've been gone. And that's too long, so come back home. I can't live without you, so I cry for you, do anything that I can, to feel that touch from your hand, 
Sorry that I want you. what do I do? You know you're everything I knew. Oh yeah, do what you want me to. I will do anything. Get on me. Oh, 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 baby, what else is there to do? I don't know, I don't know, but I'll cry. I will cry for you tonight. Lord have mercy. Won't you come Send back? Won't you 
won't you come back? Yeah, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, geez, Louise, that song. I didn't know what they was talking about. I didn't experience it when it came out. I was in fifth grade, but I sung the hell out of that song. You would have thought I was like a married man trying to save his marriage. Like, the way I sung that song in fifth grade. It, it, um, it's one of the things, you know, uh, as much as I talk about, you know, my discrepancies between uh, Jodeci and Duhill, um, I will say um, certain things you can't deny. Diary of a Mad Band was a fucking masterpiece. Of R&B music. Uh, Cry For You is a masterful rendition of a nigga who was trying to get his bitch back. (laughs) In a nutshell. That's basically what's going on. Can you imagine somebody telling you some shit like that? It's been an hour since you've been gone. And that's Man. too long. So come back home. So come back home. Yeah. I can't sleep without you. So I'll cry for you. Yeah. Do anything that I can to feel that touch from, from your, your hand. hand. Sorry that Sorry I want you. that I hurt you. Lady, what can I do? You know what you can do? You can stop fucking those bitches <laughs> that tell me that you fuck these bitches. Let's start there, you know. You know what I'm saying? That's Small thing. Let's know where to put your dick at, nigga. Yeah. Like, you're famous. I understand you're famous. Things are gonna happen. Um, stop fucking bitches that talk too much. Yeah. Yeah. And stop getting them pregnant. How about that? And- and then stop hitting me when I say I found out about right. it. We all know KC's life. Right. Stop putting your hands on me when I found out you fucked another bitch. Right. How you mad? Because I found out that you was doing dirt and you gonna hit me. I ain't do shit. Why am I in it? I ain't even do nothing. Hell yeah. There's a, there's a list. There's a list of things that he can do to make sure that this relationship runs smooth. And he said, fuck that list. <laughs> Man, listen. This is the same guy that was on the neck of another guy and made a bitch feeding chicken. This is... <laughs> this is Casey that we talking about. Oh, that nigga's geez. not gonna own up to any of his wrongs. No. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. That nigga said. That nigga stood on the neck of another grown ass man <laughs> and said, Is that chicken? <laughs> Let me get a piece. And ate the chicken. And ate the chicken. <laughs> you know, I. You know, I did not believe that video until I saw it. I heard about it years before I saw it. And I was just like, in in the back of my head, like, she's lying. That shit didn't happen. <laughs> nah, that, shit, that, 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 shit, shit that shit was dead ass. Like, 
was like, no, this is a myth. That could this never happen. This is strong. This, this is how. This is how good. Even as a junkie, this is how good his charisma. <laughs> and he sung a bitch out of box of chicken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Best talent. That is that, that is genius level talent. Man. So let me ask you this. <clears throat> Which one you like better, Casey or JoJo? You know what? Me being Mr. Raspy, I love Casey way more than I love JoJo. Mm-hmm. I love JoJo for um because Joe uh JoJo um at one point in his life um his his octave range was way better than Casey's. Like he can go high, low, in between. Um, he was way better. But um, as far as ballad-wise, um, Casey's raspy voice, because he can carry it. It's one thing to have a raspy voice, um, but it's another thing to know how to carry it properly. Yeah. Um, Casey knew how to carry his voice very, very properly. And, I mean, you can't deny that. Um, yeah. We have seen countless times of um, great R&B singers. Most of the R&B singers sound like they... Um, I lived in a coal mine. <laughs> like, <laughs> the greatest, the greatest R&B artist that we ever had in life never had a falsetto. Mm. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I can't think of one. Yeah, yeah even of uh, the only one you can ever say uh, had a falsetto was a uh, uh, motherfucking uh. uh Smokey Robinson. Mm. But would you consider his a falsetto? It you just seemed like he can just go real high. They didn't necessarily, I didn't think that was necessarily a falsetto. You, would, you, uh, you would consider it a falsetto compared to um, every other great. Okay. Because okay. every other great didn't have a falsetto. Um, excuse me, I'll take that lot back. Um, no, the greatest... R&B artist that had a falsetto is Marvin Gaye. Mm. Marvin Gaye had a real falsetto. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But he learned that from Smokey Robinson. Okay. So it goes back to Smokey. Yeah. When he's not out game banging, he's teaching folks how to do right. a falsetto. Because if you, uh, yeah, yeah, if you listen to, uh, when Smokey was in, uh, was in Marvin Gaye's ear about making his own type of music, um, you've seen, you, you've seen the falsetto that, 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 uh, that Marvin Gaye can go into. Mm-hmm. And that was because his teacher was Smokey Robinson. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah, so, uh, but yeah, but I'm with you. I think, I think I like, uh, well, no, I don't think, I know I like KC better than JoJo. But yeah. that doesn't take away from JoJo, though. But, it doesn't. It doesn't take anything away yeah. from JoJo. It's just, um, you know why we love R&B artists? Because you can, uh, when, when they have a raspy voice, you can hear that pain. And we grew up in pain. Yeah. Yeah. And then the one thing about, um, Jodeci, 
is that they grew up in the church. So they got them church runs and all that type of stuff. Um, Fun fact, though, about Jodeci. I don't know if this is common knowledge or what, but <clears throat> you know that episode of Martin that they was on when they sung? Yeah. So they didn't know that Martin was going to come out there and do that. So them being they mad, did. yes, them being mad, that was real. But yeah, I want to say Martin tweeted about that not too long ago. But yeah, but he did they did not know that he was going to come out there <laughs> and ruin the whole thing, but it was TV gold. I'm glad they didn't tell him. And I think right. they I think they came up with that like last minute for him to do that. So, yeah. Yeah, so like Casey getting up and talking to him. <laughs> Like saying what's up to him and all that. Like he was, that was real. He was pissed. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That is, you know what? That's comedic gold. Shout out to uh, whoever uh, thought that shit would work. Right. Right. Could you imagine if Jodeci really took it there and fought Martin? <coughs> And, and it's just th- just think the com- uh, composure they had for themselves as a uh, as man back then because um they knew how to act in front of cameras. Mm-hmm. They checked, but they didn't go all the way fully out. Yeah. We know we know a hundred people that are just fully go off of range. You're right, 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 right. But yeah, yeah, that's a fun fact about Jodeci. So, um, I would say something for my final thought, but I'm gonna keep it cute and just pass it to you. So, what's Jerry's nah, final thought? No, <laughs> no, 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 I'm gonna go left. Do we, do no, we want to do just that? Go left. This is okay. this is what we're known for. Go okay. left. So, my final thought is. Uh, stick with the winning team. Um, loyalty is everything. And when you know motherfuckers is wrong, it's okay to call them out. It's okay. You know, if you lose a friend in the process, they wasn't your friend to begin with. But don't, but don't try to stay neutral on some shit that you know is fucked up. Period. Because if y'all are really friends and you tell them like, hey, what you did is foul, they should be able to receive that. You know? And don't pick nobody over me. What the fuck? But anyway. (laughs) So, Jerry's final thought. Take it away. Um, Jerry's final thoughts. Um, um, We we touched on a lot of things. We We touched on Trump. Um, the man that he is, we touched on Jamie, um, we touched on, uh, College Hill and the celebrities and what they do. Um, we talked about, uh, people, um, who were in uproar about nothing as far as, you know, like Beyonce, we, we, we touched on a lot of things. Um, in the end, what we're doing is just, we're just reaching out to people people that have the same opinions we have, people that don't have the same opinions that we have, and we 
come into a uh, situation where we're talking to everybody who feels like they uh, need a voice. Uh, this platform is for anybody who feels like they need a voice. We're not going to uh, ever sit here and say we 100% agree with you with everything you say, but we will allow you to say what you need to say. And I think that's the, um, the beauty of what this show is and what um, America needs to pay attention to. We need to pay attention to everybody has a voice. Sometimes it's not the right, right voice, but it is a voice. And that voice uh, will generate power. So we need to be mindful of what we say, what we do, and the actions we take when we're on the interwebs or social media of, uh, of anything of that construct. Because um, Rome was not built in the day, but it was destroyed in Rome. Yep. Think about that. And as always, take care of yourself and others. Yep, absolutely. So this was episode 79. We're inching we're we're itching towards that hundred mark. We are getting there. So yeah. Um episode seventy nine of the ish we talk and we will see you guys for episode eighty. Yeah. Exactly. Bye.